Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. What's the meaning behind under the sombrero? I think you told me one time that all Mexicans use sombreros. I told you what? No, yo, yo jamás dije eso. Y me estoy enojando porque los mexicanos no usamos siempre sombrero. Es broma, es broma, ¿ok? Pero si quieres hablar todo el tiempo en español, está bien. No pasa nada. Ok. I'm calm down now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god very good very good let's let's kind of get into this and like what's the real meaning behind under the sombrero yeah i think we we have a story here and we want to share this story with our listeners mm-hmm. definitely a story that's only developing and a story that's only beginning in the process Yes, we are in the beginning of this new project. Mm-hmm. Let's get right into it. Bringing you under the sombrero from the eyes of an American and a Mexican, sharing a fresh perspective of Mexico. Yes, here we are. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. How are you doing hey. today? As I mean, I'm I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Pretty good. Very good. I hope all our listeners are are, are doing well as as well. So let's get into this. Like, man, what we got a lot going on in our logo, no? <laughs> yes, we're, we're we're gonna talk about our logo, and also I think it's a better idea to start with why the name of under the sombrero because that's the the first thing here oh man that's not an easy answer to say we we went through a a bit of time trying to figure out a name like we just started writing names on on a word document and kind of like went through like different names to see like eh, maybe this one maybe this one can you remember some names that we had yes i remember some names that we had at that time like sombrero stories <laughs> Sombrero stories, two sombreros, or beneath the sombrero. <laughs> But none of them was like, hmm, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't like roll off the tongue good. So we kind of like, we were worried. If you you remember, I know you do. There was an album called Under the Sombrero. And we were like, hmm, what's like a way we can maybe play with the words a little bit? So instead of the, we went with duh. Under the sombrero. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And, and you came out with 
many ideas and I thought, okay, both of those, us, those sound, sound good. Yes, both of us, but I think you, you, you had the, the main idea and then we were, we were trying to develop something else. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm really happy with the name and, and everything, how the logo came out and, and everything. Thanks to Oscar, even though that, that wasn't our original plan. No, we had like a different plan of to do something else with the logo. No. Yes. But who's Oscar? Oscar is the, is our designer of our logo, the graphic designer that, that pretty much did everything for us and came up with the idea to, to do like kind of like a statue of liberty to mix in with mexican and and american culture because you're from mexico and i'm from the united states so to kind of unite the two together we definitely appreciate what oscar did in creating this logo i definitely agree with that and like the symbols i think are are good symbols to resemble mexico and America if you want to get into the the sombrero first <laughs> that we were joking about in in the beginning I think that would be good to talk about yes well I think the sombrero has defined the image of Mexicans around the world mm-hmm. for a long time you know from Mexican revolutionary figures to musicians of the state of Jalisco those mm. musicians the Guadalajara Yes, in, in Guadalajara, those musicians who plays those guitars and all them are called mariachis. Okay. And also to musicians in my beautiful state, Veracruz, who play son jarocho, a traditional kind of music in that part of Mexico. So we have many kinds or many styles of sombreros, and that's why... We want to use this object as a symbol in our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than just like um, a lot of people think it's just kind of like a joke, like all Mexicans are are dark skinned and, and wear sombreros, but that's so far from the truth. Like you're not going to see somebody wearing a, a sombrero in Mexico City, no? <laughs> yes, some some people they use. Sombreros. But it's pretty rare. Yes, but it's, it's normal, I guess. As you said, I think, unfortunately, the sombrero has come to be associated with negative Mexican stereotypes, but that's mm-hmm. why we, we choose this, this logo or, or this object and is to say that it's our symbol. We're going to talk or we, we're going to use it in a, in a different way and try to explain or try to give another uh, overlook of the reality. Mm-hmm. I that's totally on on the ball with that and everything. That's that's exactly what we want to do in this podcast and everything to kind of change the way people think about these things because it's just it's not the reality and that's why it stems from this under the sombrero. Pretty much anything underneath. We're saying like you put a hat on top of Mexico, a sombrero in, in Spanish. And we're going to uncover like all the details of, of Mexico, as you can see, like on our social medias. And we've talked about before cuisine, history, life, experiences, stories, every, every anything related to Mexico and, and having other people, friends on the podcast share their experiences, whether they're Mexicans or 
Canadians or Americans or from other countries to share what their knowledge and kind of just give more information to everyone. Yes, I'm so excited for all those. Doesn't sound like you need to bring it up in your voice, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, but I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I, I can't imagine that some months ago we were just having conversations to oh, improve man. our language skills. And now we're having this podcast trying to to share all you said with with our friends, listeners, and all the people who want to to listen this this project. Mm -hmm, exactly. I'm glad I, I was able to convince you to do this. And it's crazy to think like, oh man, this is our third episode. Like we've already we've already done two and and we're coming this far. And I feel like we've barely even started. We have so many things we we want to talk about. It's everything's just, I don't know, I just I just get really happy and excited when we come on and each time we record a new podcast it's I don't know I'm just filled with joy <laughs> yes I feel you I feel you I, I feel the same I'm really excited and it's just the beginning it's just the beginning and yes let's let's continue definitely that that's the plan no to to keep going and let's get into first things first like Is that a corn dog I see in our logo? I think a lot of people might think that's a corn dog. No, no, come on, man. It's not. I know what it dog. is, but <laughs> it's an elote. Uh -huh. Un elote. It's, it's elotes that are so popular here in Mexico. Mm. They are snacks. All my friends, all my Mexican friends, 90% of them, or 99% of them, 99.9 to be more specific 99.9 they love and love this and you're the 0.01 that doesn't yes oh. I, i hate to say that but i don't know why i don't i don't really enjoy a lot at all a lot this mm. thing is because when i was little i didn't eat a lot of them and so mm -hmm. i i didn't develop this love for a lot this mm -hmm. well Zemi I don't know really what to say I'm I'm pretty surprised by this but maybe our, our elote expert can can help you change your opinion your perspective in the future who knows maybe I can even when I return but well okay that, that makes sense I mean it's something you didn't really grow up to you weren't accustomed to but for me even though I didn't grow up with them when I tried it like two years ago it was just like wow this is kind of like amazing and I've had a skeet day too so like what like an elote preparado uh, as you were telling me before I mean I I know what it is but like for like our listeners can you can you tell them what what an elote preparado is like uh it's kind of like the Mexican version of corn on the cob but with a lot different Yes, it's a lot different because the flavors are different and, and they usually, a lot of preparado is usually spread with mayonnaise or butter in some places and topped with cheese, chili and lime juice. And the flavor is so, so great. Even if I don't enjoy them at all, I know or I can recognize that flavors are really great mm -hmm. and 
you said that you or you tried a lot of preparado already. Mm -hmm. can, can you tell me more, more about that? Because I'm curious about that, that you came to Mexico and you, you tried a lot of preparados here. That's right. As, as you know, and I've shared with you in the past, um, it's coming up on two years next month will be exactly when the first time I came to Mexico. And the first night I was in Mexico, I actually had the opportunity to try a homemade elote. And I can remember this night very clearly. So um, I had um, a Mexican girlfriend at the time, my ex-girlfriend now. What had happened was we went to her grandma's house first, no? Her aunt was sitting outside. She kind of like greeted us and we introduced ourselves. She didn't know any English. I didn't really know any Spanish at the time. So it was just like my ex was like my translator. So it was cool. And then she she went inside for a moment, didn't know where she she went or anything. And she came back out with this this huge elote preparado and my ex goes and tells me try it try it go ahead go ahead she wants you to try it I took a bite and I was just like there's no way this is this good and I've never had it up until now like the flavors of I know it sounds weird for other people but the flavors of the mayonnaise the chili the cheese and the lime I don't know it's just something really unique and I've come to love like a skeet day too which is you put it in a cup it's basically just shaved corn and it's the same ingredients and For me, that's a lot easier than going um into a, a corna, a, an elote preparado. It's kind of like the it would be the same thing for for people that know corn on the cob. That, that people that don't like it in that form, they rather have it just cut off. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's completely different having an elote preparado to esquitas because it's it's a different experience. I I think both both of them are are fine there are some places here in mexico city where you can find some stalls however i think in all places of mexico you can find them but that, that was a, a great story or a great memory that you had when you came to mexico no definitely it'll be one i i don't forget and it, it made me come to love a lot days from from the very beginning and I'm definitely craving to to have one again soon when when I return but to to move on um, to another part of our our logo we have what's called a mocajete no can you tell me a little bit about the mocajete the mocajete yes yes it's, where the well, magic happens <laughs> yes the magic in the Mexican cuisine Well, the, the molcajete is nowadays an essential part of our Mexican cuisine. And why not? It's part of our identity and culture. We could say that is an object that is a basic kitchen utensil in almost every Mexican house. No, I, I definitely uh, agree with that from like the knowledge I've gotten from you and everything and Is it how many how many um mocajetes do you have? Just one. Just one. Oh, get man. this. My okay, okay. mom tell me. <laughs> she has more than three. I, I think she has four. Okay. Why so many? Is there different purposes or what's the meaning behind this to have 
three or four mocajetes. Uh, because each one of different sound size has its own purpose. Mm -hmm. You can just create some sal salsas in, mm -hmm. in the in the bigger one in and guacamole can... too in the bigger one. Guacamole, yes, guacamole. Uh -huh. okay. Do you like Do you like guacamole? Is that even a question? Are you really asking me this right now? <laughs> we never know. So oh. I make my own my own salsas and guacamoles too. I enjoy. I really enjoy Mexican food. So I don't have a mocajete still. Still need to get one, but I'm more modern and use a a blender. Obviously, not for the guacamole. You don't need a blender, but <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I'm lazy, I just use my my blender instead of my little mocajete. But you can get one of them, Andrew. Sounds good, Zemi. I'll definitely get a mocajete when when I come back to Mexico. But I understand that they're saying that. And with this, the mocajete, I don't think we, as people know, you can see this a lot in like restaurants being, it's like a bowl and like a, a grinder to be able to make the guacamole or different salsas. I'm sure other people have seen this in, in restaurants, but it's a black thing that's in, in our logo. And how did what's the material in these is it like a, a special type of material or well molcajetes are made from volcanic rock and what i think yes yes it's, it's really interesting sounds exotic <laughs> sounds exotic and, and dangerous really great no 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 not in that way i think no. this gives mexican dishes a unique and authentic flavor and taste Maybe it's all because of the rock. I don't know, because you use your own hand. I don't know. This is kind of like a, a different experience. It's like more tied to like the indigenous people and, and everything. And I think it's good that you can see like the roots are still being tied to, to the roots of Mexico, basically, no? That it's still being used today after many 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 years and yes that's that's why we selected this object in our logo that's why we wanted to have this object here i agree with you i think it's a, it's an important part that we need to include and i feel like it's very symbolic to to put in because it's something that's been a part of the culture for centuries i mean if this makes sense and just to add like a, a touch to it because like we said we're going to be talking about cuisine so why not put something else in in terms of cuisine that's very important to to mexican culture yes we, we i remember i recall that we were thinking about what things we should have in our law and 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 you came up with this idea of the molcajete because you love Mexican cuisine. That is true. I, it still amazes me today, like before I even knew about Mexican cuisine, like for real, for real, two years ago. It's just like, I didn't know like half of these things existed and more. We're going to get into like different types of food because a lot of people don't know what mole is, for example, like 
they're not going to know what that is and different dishes just just to name that not i'm not going to go into to more but for example those are the pure examples like people have no knowledge of it's completely new information for them or like la barbacoa for another example or las carnitas things like this it's just like simple knowledge of like tacos enchiladas burritos and burritos is only known to the north of mexico so for the the more in popular part you could say you're making me hungry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i mean you you have you have the opportunity to go out and walk for two minutes and have some tacos there whatever pretty much no yes just around the corner there is a taqueria must and, be nice yeah and yesterday i had barbacoa oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay I, I think we should just end on that note i just just gonna go into depression i think it's okay <laughs> andrew don't uh -huh. worry when you come back to mexico you can have barbacoa you can have tacos and all the Mexican straight no food that we have. Oof. That sounds like a pretty good invitation. I'll definitely take you up on it once things kind of still will improve in the world and, and everything. But just to kind of wrap things up, I think we're, I don't know, all in all, we're really happy with the result of this podcast and our logo of the things we want to pro portray to like all of our listeners and the new people coming along on this journey for them to understand that Mexico is an amazing, beautiful country. And it's more than just what they see on the news. They need to actually see what out, what other things uh, that are out here. And I think there's so much more to, to discover. And that's kind of what under the sombrero is, is about to uncover everything that's underneath the sombrero, which is. Amazing all what you're saying. Which is. What's under the sombrero? Magic. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't believe this. You, you know what? What's under the sombrero? Mexico. Yes. <laughs> oh my. Boy, they say. I should be the one talking in Spanish now that I'm angry. Oh my gosh. But you're, you're the Mexican here. Apparently, you're, apparently. You're, you're more Mexican than a real Mexican. <laughs> are are we sure we made this podcast together? What happened here? Oh man. But but anyways, I I think that's it for, for today's podcast. And is there anything more you'd like to add, Zemi? It's all it's all what I wanted to say. We can keep talking about something new in, in the next episode okay that sounds like a good plan well that's it for for today's episode of under the sombrero we'll see everybody see everybody next week i'm andrew i'm semi from mexico goodbye bye find everything okay whenever you shop meyer you shop for your entire community You help support food rescue programs and simply give. You help keep your neighbors well with vaccinations, free prescriptions, and mobile medicine. And you help support sports teams across the Midwest. Whatever you shop, Meyer, you help people in your community to work, to play, to live, and to learn. Thanks for shopping with us.
Learn more at Meyer.com. Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at K-12.com. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.